I'm right. going. Are you going? Oh, I'm going. Are you going? Yeah, I'm going. Are you going? Okay. It's definitely picking up your guys' audio. This is going to be really hard to edit. <laughs> That's right, the point. Welcome to the first Friday sessions, the um, unrecorded sessions. This, or... is, um, this is called the uh, microphone logic malfunction. Logic is completely nasty tonight. Logic um, just pooped himself. But uh, after a bunch of fidgeting around, we decided, fuck it, save it for another time. We're just going to hit the phones. So here we are. Welcome to the first Friday sessions, previously called 53119, previously called Elephant Ninja Monkey Man, but now we've arrived. Quite an evolution of names there, huh? Yeah, it was a little bit of, just, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't, it was just like a soul-searching moment. Yeah, that's a, that's a good explanation. I think we were a little short-sighted in that we might run out of phone space within about 10 minutes of voice recording. So this will be a short, unrecorded, recorded session. But uh, just if you're wondering, this is the second Friday, or uh, just Friday. But it, don't worry, it'll be released on first Friday, coming up soon. Absolutely, no exceptions. And Okay, so let's start out with a question from last time that I believe Luke Mann left us with. What the fuck was our, well, what the fuck was the question again? Uh, where do exotic pets come from? How, where do exotic yeah. bird, like no. exotic birds, uh, exotic pet plugs get their animals. No, no, it was it was like, how, where do they do? How do they go about their business? Okay, yeah, all right, that makes sense. What do you think, Riker? Hmm. Oh, so we forgot to introduce Riker. We got special our guest special Riker guest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, let me uh, let me think a little bit. Exotic pet dealers. Mm-hmm. They're like, how do they get their contacts? Oh, wow. Poachers. Yeah, I was gonna say poachers or. But wouldn't they be trying to unsession if it's poachers? Yeah, but they get paid to like, so they they get paid to hunt like endangered species and shit, right? No, but they the poachers exotic... kill them and then. Okay. I get they can capture them and just sell them for more money. I think I think they probably just have people that go out, get them in the wild, and then try to breed them. That makes more sense. Just like capture one, and there's yo fuck having more kids. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> sure, I think they do that too, right? Yeah, probably. That's funny. Um, Whoops. So, okay. So, but on that note, do you think they're like in the wild most of the time and they hear about them from like, you know, friends living in town that they can get more contacts out of? Or do they go get a batch from the wild and bring them into the city? They get a like, batch from the wild. I love it. You said batch. Get a batch of the wild. Like Go get a package of uh, ostriches there. Get a batch of them. I love how I said a batch as if it's like some bagels or something. Or some cookies. Coming yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a normal Sunday. Go take some scarlet macaws. But that's the main thing right there. When the batch comes out hot from the oven, mm. you got to get that while it's all gooey and you get some milk. Are you telling you should eat the animals? No, no. no we're, we're talking, talking about, about pastries. Oh. Yeah. It does sound really good. Honestly, I haven't done a lot of that because usually we're going to people's houses, you know? We're, yeah. like, making cookies. We're having, like, little, like, get-togethers or, I mean, I guess you call them parties or whatever they are. You know, you're just kind of making some cookies, making some pastries. Um, but it's, like, hard to do that nowadays because of, well, obvious reasons. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but right. it's reality at the moment. Mm. Is it reality? Uh, it's our reality. Are you sure? Well, what are we what, what are we saying here? What we see in front of us. All right. What our like brain can comprehend. 
By using social cues and what other people tell us to do. The five senses. Yeah, that's true. Wait, okay, wait, so on. I've heard like when one sense, when someone's one sense gets gypped, then others get heightened. Uh, like Daredevil. Like yeah, he lost. Daredevil, he's blind, but his hearing and his spatial awareness is impeccable. That's what I hear, yeah. He's got like bat sonar I, hearing. I think just because that's there, because I think we're blessed enough to, you know, we have all of our senses. Um, so being able to see here and everything, I think you can probably get like a, almost like a stimulus overload and it becomes almost a hindrance. But when you can close your eyes and truly like listen to something or if you can plug your ears and truly like focus on, you know. Oh, like, that makes like, sense. I don't know. I, I imagine there's much different sides to it because none of us are speaking from experience. Standpoint, yeah, but, true. Um, but yeah. that, out of a comparable experience that we could be speaking of, like you said, if you just like close your eyes and you just listen mm-hmm. to something and you just use just that sense type of thing. Yeah. You can feel how that gets enhanced. And if you're doing that every day, I imagine your brain would just like, your process of thinking would probably just have like a better relationship with that sense, right? So if you're blind, you're probably, or just, you know, you can't see as well or whatever, you're probably going to have a better relationship with hearing, vice versa, or whatever it is, you know? That could be cool to try that out as like an experiment sometime. Like just, just isolate one sense or not one sense but like turn off one sense yeah like don't don't talk for a week i was always it's kind of like when um people who aren't able to see they'll like kind of try to read your face right with like their hand have you ever had someone do that i imagine no one's doing that now but yeah like i've had like yeah i know what you're saying i haven't had as much i've had like family or like friends that are like either blind or legally blind or whatever it is but They'll do that, and they, I just always wonder what's going like in their head when they do that, and how much they can actually interpret from that. Because I know it's popular that people um, with like issues with seeing and 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 whatnot, and like they can't see, they read braille, right? So I wonder what if that's a similar relationship. Oh, I imagine yeah. it is because it's like the same concept, but yeah, yeah I just I just wonder. No, but that, that's a whole other level. Like braille, braille is like. An alternative to an alphabet system and like you know that yeah, sort of that's thing. a whole different. But, yeah. but reading people's are you thinking about like reading people's facial? Yeah, expressions no, I'm truly really thinking of literally like yeah, like people would be like, "What do you look like?" You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's very popular. I think maybe it used to. That's used pretty to be. fascinating though. If that actually works, I just wonder what they're like. If something if they can if they actually do envision that person's face just based off of like. Yeah, maybe just you know, in, like yeah. a stone outline of it, I guess. I wonder if it also has something to do with if they were born blind versus became blind, because, like, I'm wondering if like they were born blind and they never had that perception, then they maybe wouldn't be able to, you know, feel and like envision that in their head. But if they started out being able to see things, they had like a idea of what was going on, and then they got chipped, so they could still kind of build that mental image. Absolutely, yeah. I talking about this makes me want to bring up like Helen Keller, like you know her. Yeah. <laughs> were you like? Were you family? No. Um, <laughs> nah. Um, she's yeah, she's a little bit old. <laughs> um, but basically, her being what was it? What's this? She's she was blind. Three, right? And deaf. And mute? Was she mute? No, I don't think she was mute. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I I think if you're both, like what? Do you know what you sound like? 
That's another thing. You oh, know, that's really weird. You know when you like... Uh, yeah, no, you, you can't. You don't know what you sound like. No, you can't. You literally can't hear anything. No, that's weird. Therefore, you don't really learn how to talk. So, I think she was deaf up until three. Or no, she was deaf. And then she could see up until three. And then at three, she was... Can we, can, can we look this up? Here, I'm going to get my... <laughs> you want to get that iPad? We can use that. Yep! <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> Jamie, where you at? I had a little, I have a little thought. So, what what happens when a blind per or a blind person touches Braille that says "Do not touch"? Uh, <laughs> that's. I mean, I, I feel like that's only practical in a prank setting. I feel like it's definitely gonna have to be a joke. Yeah, it's absolutely a joke. So, oop. Um, yeah, I have a couple of friends that like just don't. Sometimes they don't even think Kevin Keller is real. Helen Keller does oh, not exist. They're like, like, what? I don't know why. Like, oh. The history and aspect oh, is not drop there. Man. My phone, like. <laughs> All right, so what was I looking up again? Helen Keller. <laughs> Helen Keller, I guess. It's funny. All right. I love how this. Wasn't she? Was probably she... know because I mean she's like pretty popular. Wasn't she like a communist? In case you don't know, oh, I have no it's idea. It's about to. She did a lot, so like, she did, like, tours of factories, and she was like, wow, this sucks. Oh, shoot. I can't read the whole Wikipedia page in Spanish. <laughs> I just thought of all your devices in Spanish. Yeah. Man. Like, I try to get better, but, like, I can't read whole pages. You just gotta tell me a short thing. Does it work? Have it translate it for yeah, you. No, I pick up a few things. Oh, okay, that's awesome. Or have it, like, voice to text. Let's see. Deaf, blind. Okay, um, I'm trying to figure it out about mute. I don't well, think she was I, mute. I don't know if that's... <laughs> I seriously well, don't think... That's when you physically can't, like, make sounds out of your mouth, right? Yeah, you can't speak. You I, can't speak. I just know but, you, you definitely can't speak, but... Um, what, okay, but that goes back to what we were talking about. Like, how does that work? Like, if you... Okay, if you... Maybe you can physically make sounds out of your mouth, but you, you can't hear... Um... So you can't learn how to make the sounds. How does that work? Yeah, I feel like you have to, if you're two of them, you have to be three of them. Yeah, like you have to be able to, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what the people, because you can tell this, <laughs> this is an interesting tangent, but um, with people that are like partially or like, I don't know how it's like standardized or like defined technically, but when people are like not fully, completely deaf, maybe just have like a very severe like hearing impairment or something. Um, to where like they can kind of hear, but not enough to know that they're articulating like actual <laughs> words and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So like, so it'll come out as just like certain sounds. So. Yeah, just like the mumbles. Yeah, interesting. Okay, there goes yeah, a little, a little bit of a shunk here. Yeah. Um, going back to the exotic pets thing. Okay. Uh, no. I, at some point in my life. It's okay. It's kind of like how at some point I'm gonna be a ski patrol. It's just gonna happen. I don't know when, but it's gonna happen. Okay. Another thing at some point, what's gonna happen is I'm gonna get a finger monkey. A finger monkey. Yeah. You so know, this is why it's just at some point because they're expensive little bitches. They're like fifteen hundred <laughs> to four grand. Fifteen hundred four grand. And I imagine there's so many laws. There's no yeah. way it's legal. Well, yeah. you have to get an exotic pet license. That's why I brought it. Oh, yeah. okay. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Really connecting the dots. 
can't so you you, you just apply for it. No, you apply God. for it and you go grab it. <laughs> yeah. And then you consist of pocket monkeys. No, I yeah, I remember when I uh when I thought of that idea like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um I literally like looked it up and there was some on KSL. I was like, Are you shitting me? That's insane. Yeah. I've always thought about that. Like having not like necessarily I guess exotic to like our you know, like area. Yeah, you know cat dog. But I've always thinking of like, yeah, it'd be so cool to have like like a lemur, like a you know, like chinchilla, a chinchilla, or like something like that. But then I would feel so bad taking it out That's of its what I'm thinking. out of its environment and and f- forcing it to be well, not only not around its people, other chinchillas, and, and species and environment, but forcing it to be in like you know a house yeah, it's a and whether it's Park City or city, you know what I mean. Wherever it is, it's not going to be the same climate, not even close. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. I feel so bad. Yeah, it's see, but the here's part. the here's the trade off. You get a chinchilla. Yeah, but is the chinchilla happy? You know. Yeah, because the thing is, it's like cats, dogs, traditional domesticated pets. Um, you know, are like bred in that way mm-hmm. for generations and generations. So it's like not as foreign, I would assume. Well, because dogs have like their you know cousins. They start wolves, right? They're yeah. Just domesticated wolves, and through years and years of breeding and and just kind of interesting you know breeding and, put, and putting like mm-hmm. a certain dog a certain dog you know you create like different so many different species yeah but um 69 percentage batteries nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah because when i was growing up i always wanted like a, a pet moose you know like <laughs> just right. like just but not even like okay, dude so, you can get those in park city like, every now and then a pet moose because they would come to my house all the time you oh. know what i mean they would always like show up in my front yard backyard like eating the trees and stuff so i always thought that but then as i got older and started like, kind of realizing more and more about you mm-hmm. know like endangered species and things like that i was like it'd be cooler if i could just like go outside and like not really whistle but go chill and just like see like a homie Moose and be like, sup, Fred? Or something like yeah, that, you know what I mean? True. That would be cooler to just be friends with one and like hang out with it instead yeah. of having it as your pet. Because like that gets into like a weird dynamic. I'm getting way too far into this. No, but, okay. <laughs> like, I think as I grew up, I was just like, I don't know if I necessarily wanted would want to like take that, their home and their, you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get you. You know, that makes me think of it so like, um, about like the having them there and come back like what's up yeah. and then like you have a connection yeah. but you're not like owning them per se yeah exactly that makes me think of so my grandma um lives in palm desert in palm springs california oh i've been there right before on the golf course and uh she doesn't come anymore i mean maybe pass away or something but she had this road runner not a pet but like it just a, yeah. a homie yeah and named roadie and he would always <laughs> come by so that's so sick. Like, hey what's going on that's cool because that creates like a more of a like mutual relationship versus yeah. like a master and mm-hmm. whatever the Put you on a leash, hey. yeah exactly yeah. right so I don't know I think in the moment it's cool it's like oh he's got a pet monkey or something mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. then at the end of the day it's like I think I get that I think like the whole I would have, I don't know why I keep going on monkey but like a pet monkey right like it'd mm-hmm. be cool if you were in that habitat and then you had like yeah. a homie that would come and just chill, mm-hmm. you know, like you're having a jam sesh or whatever, yeah. and like a cool tree fort, and then your homie monkey comes, you know, that would be so sick. But the thing about that is I've thought, because like, you know, certain animals, like, uh, what, what's the one cat? Like, it's a uh, big ass cat. A monkey. Oh, it's tiger, like, liger. No, people domesticate what? it, but it's like not 
Savannah, Savannah Cat? Savannah Cat, exactly. Savannah Cat. Oh, like that stuff. We're talking about that. Like those I feel like those should be in the wild, you know, like For movies, sure. obviously. They're domesticated but, though. Yeah. But well, like they're slightly. Yeah, and slightly. somewhat of, well it's now more legal because it happens so much. But yeah. I think it was always because they look like they're they're they are they're big they cats like, though. Yeah, they look like they cruise the jungles. Yeah. They have like spots on them, right? Mm-hmm. So that shows that they have like the natural. I mean, I guess other domesticated animals have their natural like camouflage. But regardless, like I've seen those. I know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. And, and every time I see them, I'm like, I mean, like that doesn't necessarily seem right. Yeah, because they're big boys, right? They can mm-hmm. they can probably survive in the wild. But that's what I was getting at with like, because I was thinking about this monkey thing more. And like, if I got just a normal OG monkey, like, okay, nah, 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 exactly. and you're just chilling with them. Like, I think that'd be good. But... What do you think, Moss? About like, uh, like just that captivity? Like the captivity? Like breeding them in captivity? Or just like, what, what, what? I kind of blanked out for a second. You know, just what are you thinking in general? What am I thinking? Yeah. I've been thinking about chinchillas ever since we started on this. Oh, I don't know. Chinchillas. Are you trying to get one? No, I don't. I can't get one, but I want to get one. You know, like, I pet, I like, uh, we pet, we went to this place. I think it was like, I don't know if it was an aquarium or what. It was like a, like a wild zoo, but anyway, that's not important. But we got to pet chinchillas there and I was like, oh, these guys are so soft on my own. Wait, you're going to have to show me a picture. I'm not uh, putting it. Uh, iPad me, please. Okay. Yeah. I'm not putting a you know face to the name. They're I like chinchillas and and koalas mixed up. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Koalas are high. They are cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's funny. It looks like a lemur rat, but they're so soft. <laughs> now, so okay, on the animal subject, what do you feel about fish being cap in captive? I don't right? give a shit about goldfish. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, no, I'm, I mean, no that. offense, but a little bit at the same time, like, you know. He's a chinchilla. Like goldfish, but at the same time. Well, goldfish right. are like not. What I kind mean, of fish are we talking are about they here? Not, like, obviously, they're like a living fish, but like, have they haven't they been kind of genetically modified? <laughs> I feel like GMO yeah. goldfish. Well, GMO. I'm like I'm not kidding, honestly. Like, no, it's, no, because they like toss them to you at the fucking carnivals, and then. They die in a day, right? Yeah, because I... Like, I feel really... sorry for them in that sense, but it's like, at the same time... Like, like too bad for no you. Survival uh-huh. stance. And I don't know what's up with betas, but, like, that's that's completely different. I feel like... Um, I think that gets into more... Because people will have exotic fish. People have, like, lionfish and stuff. Oh, yeah, like saltwater tanks. Like and that's completely... Like, that's illegal. Like, I think lion, that's not cool. lion... What is it? Lionfish and stuff like that. There's certain fish that you can't because they're, well, I don't know if they're endangered, but they're so rare and they're so, like... You can't captivity. Yeah, they're just, like, a... No, you can't. But you can have, like, clownfish and shit, like saltwater tanks. Yeah, yeah, I know you can do that. I remember I had a, uh... I had a friend who had, like, a tank like that. But, um... I don't know. Fish is kind of... That's a gray area. Especially because you have a lot of fish, I mean, that we're eating now that is, like... Like puffer fish? Like, what? We're eating puffer fish now? Well, well, I mean, certain areas of the world do. Japan, especially. Yeah, because they know how to, they know how to prepare. But they're okay. So, puffer fish, they get off. I, think, I believe, I believe this is the same fish, but um, I don't, it might be something different. Oh wow, that is so cute. Oh, that's in Madagascar. The little oh more right? Yeah. 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 You want to look up the puffer fish? Oh yeah, yeah. The so the puffer fish has like, I believe it has some certain toxin that's like 
Yeah, it's like, like a, it, it, it does kill you. It does kill really? you. It will but, kill you. Wait, so they figured out just a way to remove that? Um, from yeah, it's just like, <laughs> imagine evolving over thousands of years, like a deadly neurotoxin that can kill someone. And then humans just be like, delicious. I'm going to eat you. Yeah, right. For fun, like re- See, recreationally. That's, a, that's another thing. Yeah, that I've heard that before too. Like, like um, as society just decides... They're There's like, enough. okay, we're going to eat chickens, you know, we're going to eat uh, cows. Yeah. But, like, that's just because we decide that. What if, like, the common thing, which is obviously not, but what if there's, like, dogs are the main thing? It was, at least in China. Well, well yeah. I, mean, I believe that. Uh, like, around the world. What if it's, like, I don't know, we eat dogs and we eat uh, rabbits. Like, like they, I think they eat rabbits at least well, the in the wild. Well, the was, like, what was nearest to them. And then what had the most protein per pound, right? It was. had the most calories. Is that the, the, most the nutrients. And nutrients, yeah. yeah. What was that thing and about then, puffer fish you were going to say? You ca- we kind of oh, cut yes, you off. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll get back to the... I'll get... Okay, I'm back on the... Okay. Back there's on the enough toxin in one puffer fish to kill 30 adult humans. What? And there's known, no known antidote. Um, as food, amazingly, the meat of some... Oh, okay. Okay, so the meat itself is uh, considered like a delicacy. Uh, I'm going to look at this thing because I remember seeing this... Um, that dolphins. What? Would, no, you can't eat dolphins. You can't. Okay, okay. A bite of a puffer fish can paralyze and kill a human, but dolphins oh, have been seen using this spiky, lethal creatures as a chew toy and leading humans to what? Okay, no, they get high off they of it. They do. I mean, I've heard that. this. Uh, okay, hold on. It's so funny. Like, there's a BBC nature documentary about him. Are you telling me this is yeah. like cat's catnip? Yeah, exactly. They'll like pass pufferfish to each says, other. So a BBC documentary series, Spy in the Pod, reveals that uh, what appears to be dolphins getting high off of pufferfish. Uh, the dolphins were filmed gently, gently playing with the pufferfish, passing around about 30 of what minutes. Unlike the fish, they had caught... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they, they literally would just like... Hold it in their mouth and it's just like get spray the toxin. Really? Yeah, because it would come out of whatever... They're like poison wait, glands. Wait, so they're... Okay, wait. Okay, this is a good segue. That, okay, that reminds me because... You know what else has poison and you get high... Or high, air quotes, more of like... Uh, experience yeah. off of... It's like mescaline, like San Pedro, the cat. And like peyote. Oh, Cause it's, really? Yeah, it's poisonous. Like you're supposed... Like, they're, I pre- you're looking up for me, but I'm pretty sure there's a poison in and you're... Like you're supposed to purge, so you get that out. Oh. Yeah, maybe it's like a preparation method. Yeah, because because that's what you're saying about the pufferfish, right? It's like poison that causes that. The poison and the. I believe so. Wait, do the dolphins? Yeah, the dolphins are the ones that like take it. It (laughs) it can kill thirty adult humans. That's Mm. wild. Um, but the dolphins are like just chilling and they're they're having. Okay, now I gotta research dolphins more after hearing this because yeah, I've heard dolphins are like a highly intelligent. <laughs> dolphins creature, are right? wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like if they're like a one of the most intelligent creatures, and like they're able to take that, but humans aren't, then something about them is more advanced. Than I don't humans. think it's a sign of their intelligence. I think it's just their physiology. But what about octopuses? Have you have you heard much about octopuses? Is it octopi? Is it octopi? Octopus. Octopi. Probably is. I don't know, but I, I don't want to be that guy. I just like, I feel like that, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pretentious. But, okay, have you heard about those guys? Speaking of uh, what about them? 
Okay, so, you know, like, all of our um, cognitive abilities and our consciousness is up here, right? Yeah. Okay, so, apparently, now I watched this, um, this one on Netflix. You might have heard about My Octopus Teacher. Heard that? My Octopus Teacher? Uh-huh. But anyways, it's still a Netflix documentary session. Mm-hmm. And um, they were talking about how the octopus has, like, 2,000, um, the... The spots, you know, on it. The like little, the like, tentacles? Yeah. 2,000 tentacles that, like, they they do, they have cognitive function in all over their body. Really? From those. Yeah. So, like, they just... Like, in their arms, they have the cognitive function. So I don't know how it works, because, like, they're, they're an advanced species. Like, people have said they're the closest thing we've, we've seen to aliens. Wild. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I will tell you. You're right. Peyote has mescaline. Mescaline. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you pronounce it. Mescaline. Mescaline. It says... Okay. Uh, pronounce, is, pronounce is not important. Well, I was going to say, it says mescalito. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's because you're right. Oh, that's probably. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that might be why. Um, and then some other words that I'm just not going to pronounce. Wait, did you get to the... Would the, you like to translate poison? it into English? <laughs> huh? Did you get to the poison part? Um, yes, it did say that it has like a certain, I think if you get it from certain cactus, because it's from cacti, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think if you get it from certain areas, there is like poison. Yeah, that's Which is kind of crazy, but I feel like you've heard, like, I feel like in, in like not, obviously not so Western medicine now, but like maybe older medicine, they would use like, I don't know, because they would use poison and other things to like. Wash the body. I don't know. I think yeah. there are certain like things that they would just um, help get out other like sicknesses or something like that. You know, it's funny. Speaking of that, um, different types of medicine. Um, I was. What movie was it? It was that oil movie. Maybe it was there. Will be. Uh, I won't get anyway in something, but they were using um, like whiskey as medicine. It was, obviously probably wasn't the most efficient. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just dulls your pain. Yeah, just I've never heard cold. of that. Well, either it takes off the edge, or I heard it's, like, good, you know, if you have, like, a cold, you know, you do it for your throat. Oh, okay. Warms your tummy oh, you remember, remember the other day, speaking of warming, yeah. remember when we were in Escalante? Of course you remember that, but, um... Oh, yeah. And, uh, we were, like, cold, so I like, just have some whiskey, literally just to warm up. Yeah. Like, we were not trying to get drunk, we are like, let's, like, We were almost up. hot that whole trip. That was an interesting trip. <laughs> That I hate, like waking up in a hot tent. Ooh, like, yeah. I think, yeah, exactly. No. Like a steamy tent. <laughs> like you're waking up and then you get out of the tent and it's and it's just hotter. Yeah, it's just hotter. And I think the older, not that we're old, but like the bigger Pretty and old. the more we grow up, I feel like it is harder for me to deal with heat. Or which okay, it is also getting hotter. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. The climate, but um, like I've noticed this summer, like heat is hitting me differently. <laughs> like. Like, I'm just yeah, like, true. It's, it's just like, I don't know, it's just kind of funny. But that camping trip was so fun, but all I can remember, like, the, the one thing, it was very fun, but it was so hot the whole time. Yeah. And then right. we, we went in the slot canyons and almost You know what's a big back. unfortunate thing combined with that? Wah, wah, is all wah. the bugs. When the bugs and heat combine, it's oh. like a game over. Were there bugs there? I can't really remember. Yeah, big time. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, and then we, oh, God, that last night. <laughs> Uh, I think Miles, we might have to brief you on this. Should we tell the little... We'll tell, like, up until that, that just that day, and then the next day. All right. So, 
I'll, I'll, I'll tell like part of it and you tell part of it. So basically, we're going, we're in Escalante. We did kind of like a senior trip with like a group of friends that we've been hanging out with throughout the, the week or the, the year, a couple of years actually, the whole high school thing. But mm-hmm. uh, basically, we were going to the Slot Canyons in Escalante. It's pretty popular. I forgot the name of it though. Peekaboo and Spooky. Pe- oh, there you go. You uh, got it. Okay. Uh, Peekaboo and Spooky. So we ended up, first of all, we went there with arguably. Oh, okay. So we had plenty of water. We had like a bunch of, you know, like water and food. We were fine on that. But what happened was we had a little fun the night before and had a few drinks. So we were already dehydrated coming into yeah, the hike. True. It was a super hot day. Um and then we, we ended up going in the wrong way. We went backwards. So the way well, mm-hmm. we like No, just, yeah, we did, right? We went backwards, yeah. yeah. And um and it was just so much longer than we remembered the hike being. And so we're going, we're going, we're fine for the first half. We stopped for lunch. And we're on the way out. We see, the, like, the dead rattlesnake that was under a log. And, and someone warned us about it. So we already knew it was going to be there. And then Jenna had um, a little moment. <laughs> she wasn't a huge fan of the snake. But, Panic. Uh, basically, we're all going out. And basically, you have to hike pretty far down. It was, like, 30 minutes to the, to the actual slot canyon. Yeah, because you park... You go over these first little hills, there's like a valley and like a gully, and then it's on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. So when you finish the actual slot canyon part of this adventure we're talking about, you still have to get back. Yeah, you still you still have a solid like 45 minutes uphill in the just the heat of the desert. It was so hot that you could, you know, like in the movie, well, in, in life, um, <laughs> you can see like the heat signatures, like oh, yeah. the yeah. squiggly mm-hmm. lines, you know? And so we're going up, and all of us, like at the same time, it just gets quiet. Yeah. And we're all just like not talking. We're all just like breathing like heavy. We're all like sweating and like we're all pretty much out of water and our feet hurt and everything. And then then, then I just remember we were like halfway out of the like that that last little trail up to the cars. Mm-hmm. And me and you like look at we're like, whoa. Like yeah. kinda of, not like dizzy, but like it was Getting taking there. a toll. Yeah. And we I was kinda of worried about the girls. But we were just going, going and they were yeah. not taking we the time. We even started but, like, running. Yeah, and so at a certain point, we're like, fuck, like, yeah. we just got to get this over with, because our whole plan was to go there and run back and get, like, water and ice for the girls, mm-hmm. and so we ended up just, yeah, running. You ran first, and I was just like, uh, okay, we're running, so we ran I the whole I was so way hard back. my first start. I was like, I want to run, because I want to get it over with, but, like, fuck, can it I do this? It was really hard, because yeah. not only were you sore, your, like, my brain hurt. I just remember just, like, yeah. we low-key got, like, heat. Gross. Heat exhaustion. Heat exhaustion. Yeah. You ever been completely Jeff from the heat? No, but I've had frostbite. Oh, yeah. uh, full others. Like I don't know what would be worse because growing up in Park City, like it's gotten very cold. But like, oh, what was it? I I can't remember. Oh, okay. I'll tell this after. But okay, so we're in Escalante. We're you know we're getting out of the slot canyon. We eventually get to the car. You know we have some like luckily. We had our cooler and everything in the truck. Yeah. Because we were God. like, let's just bring everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we thought that, but we just did. Good And so good all, we yeah. all had really nice cold water, some ice, and then we're like, okay. But what I, I guess I forgot to mention this, but on the way in is like Washboard Road, probably for like three oh. or four, no, probably like seven or six miles. But you have to, you basically have to drive like, 15 miles an hour. Oh, I got a great surprise for you after you finish. Mm -hmm. 
And so we're headed out, and I'm driving now. This is no, we're driving um, Naomi's dad's car, mm-hmm. uh, this Toyota Tacoma. And so we're driving out, and as soon as we finally get to the main road, I'm like, something's wrong. And we get, yeah, yeah, just like some, it's just a, a flat. We walked out. I looked at all three of the tires that weren't flat, and just the last one I saw was flat. So, unfortunately, um, I guess I'll tell this a little bit, and then you can go through. Mm-hmm. But basically, we couldn't get the spare out because the tool that was needed to get it, it was like an anti, anti-theft anti system, we were li- like missing with the nuts. Like, we just couldn't get it out. Yeah. So, I think we could have, I've changed a tire before. I know you have. Uh, was it before or after that? Maybe it was after. But oh, no, it was before that, actually. Yeah. Like well, we, I and I had, like, AAA. Regardless, we knew yeah. how to do it. We both had, yeah, we all had AAA, which was good. But um, if we could have gotten that tire down, regardless, they changed it for us. It took, like, four hours. Yeah. But that's why we were so lucky that we had the cooler and the food in the car, because yeah, we would right. have been in really big trouble. Yeah, because after all that heat, there. we didn't have anything after We didn't have too. any food. It was really bad. Yeah, so, so good, like, random luck that we happened to want exactly. to bring thanks for, like Thanks for not dying out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like it was, it was crazy. And then finally, the the because we we're in the middle of nowhere. Like the closest AAA was probably like three hours away. Yeah, because so, there's a small town of Esperanza, even and you don't know that area. But like, like one mechanic, you know, like a grocery shop, like mm-hmm. few restaurants. But like, it's not like a town town. Yeah, it's like a tiny. And and even like that, we were like a half hour out of that or something, right? Yeah, we were still like 20, at least 20 minutes out. Mm -hmm. And so we got that. And I'll tell it up until so we're, we are the way we got into our campsite. The campsite we went to was the one that me and um, Naomi went to, like, I think once or twice when we were kids. Like, it was iconic. It was, it's a beautiful space. Oh, it's a great place. It's like slick rock and sand kind of everywhere. And And it's like a natural rock playground you can Mm -hmm. just climb around. It's beautiful there. Um, and so it's, but it's really treacherous and deep and hard to get to. Like we're going on two wheels at times, you know? Um, so basically what happened was the spare had been damaged by the salt that they do in Park City for like all the, all the ice and snow. Oh yeah. Did you know that? Cause I learned that there too. I was like, I didn't, I didn't think before I like, it was a good idea to, or you needed to upkeep a spare, but apparently. Yes. Yes, you do. All right. But, but apparently even more so in the mountains cause of all the salt. Basically, the salt eroded the metal that the guy that replaced it for us, he was a little worried about how it would... Oh, did it it rust it a little bit? Yeah. It was very rusted. It was so... Yes, I didn't even take that into account. We were worried about the structural integrity of, like, the the wheel and everything, so we were going super slow through it. We are like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to just drive in that... And then, like, sleep, right? We just, like, had mm-hmm. that one night. And that was the same. The same that night. was the same night. So we're going. Oh, and we God. noticed there was going to be a little rain. So we're thinking, we have totally fine tents. Like, we're, yeah. we're good. I mean, Gnomes and the girls were in this tent that was, like, it would. I think it was okay. But the issue was... Yeah, it was probably fine as a lot of one. But yeah. actually, well, because there was lightning. No, I mean, the way their tent was moving is about Yeah. So basically... Wind starts, rain starts. We're kind of both like me and Will in one tent, um, which was pretty bomber. The, and the girls in the other tent, which is like pretty again, pretty bomber, pretty good tent. But the thing is, we weren't able to stake them down because it was sand, but it was eroded off of the slick rock. 
So when you try to stake down, it'd just be straight into slick rock. Yeah, so what did we do? Just weight it with rock? We tried to weight it with rock. It was pretty much working. It worked, but then the rain started. And the rain was just super strong. And I was like, we'll wait it out, we'll wait it out. And then we made it like maybe five minutes. And I remember being like, the girl was like, we need to figure something out. I'm like, okay, well, let's set them up in the in the, in the the truck. And then we can sleep in there. I just remember thinking yeah. that. And then I look at you. And I'm like, well, this is like a, a you know, a waterproof tent. That this should be fine. And uh-huh. I look at you. And, and there's just like four or five drips of water yep. running down your face. And just a quick. There's, there's a leak. And like just a quick a, pause to give it some perspective. So after our long day of the whole. Yeah, having the that sounds kind of a shitty day. Oh, it is. It gets worse, and after <laughs> it gets after, worse. Yeah, after a um, nice long day, and we get back to the site. We're like, all right, yeah, it's just like it's okay. So after we're back, right? We have the rest of the night, eat all that. Me and Riker are in our tent, and like I click on my headlight. I'm like reading. We're just oh, all cozy, and then it starts. <laughs> yeah, it was like a just a nice moment of just like. That was a gnarly day. Like, I'm so glad we can just sleep. And all this mayhem just starts. The, the storm, the wind is going insane. The And this the rain came in such, like, a wave. And we looked at the, I looked at the radar. I remember we had, like, really good service. Like, yeah, surprisingly. I looked at the radar. It wasn't going anywhere. And I was just like, no. And she, I was like, let's just get the fuck out of here. And so I remember, like, <laughs> yelling at the girls. I'm like, pack up all your stuff. And, um, it's like a dad moment. Yeah. Like, we're like, pack up everything. Um, and then Will, I was like, I was like, okay, I packed up all my stuff. I ran in. I'm like, Will, pack up your stuff, and I'll be right back. And then because yeah. we had to have one person in, while one person was working, so one person can weight it down. Yeah, we oh. had to hold down the tent with oh. your body with the body weight. So like, well, I'm running back and forth. I I think I just remember helping like the girls get some of their stuff in the in the car. We just chucked it in basically. We had to get the cooler in the car. It was out of the car. We had to get everything back in the car. The tents, we just, like, took out the stakes and just, like, didn't even try to put it back in the bag. Like, it was so, it was so gnarly. So, uh, Will, I'll let you tell the rest, but we just, we ran into the truck and take it away. Okay, so, unfortunately, comes into play here is, uh, you know, we were talking about drinking the whiskey to stay warm earlier. Well, Uh-oh. we and had already done that. Uh-oh. And, um, yeah, and we're all, like, dip in right and it's late at night and like oh. okay so once we pack everything up we're in the car yeah we're going out and uh gnomes is driving because it's her dad's truck so yeah she's driving but we're coming down and like it's late at night a bunch of stuff's going on so like we're making sure she can stay awake and alert to drive like and as soon as like she's like oh, i started to get tired like remember to say like okay me and Riker already so it's gonna have to be one of you two. They were tired too. I think so. We had that whole situation. So sorry to interrupt, but the reason we were so tired not only was that an insane day, but me and gnomes and I think I don't know about the girls, but I don't know about you either. But we took sleeping pills. Oh like, yeah, I did we, not. But we took like wait, no, I did too. Yeah. everybody did. So we were like, we want to go to bed. <laughs> oh. So we all oh. took we combo. all took some sleeping pills. I don't know if it was melatonin or something, but they were like hitting hard. Oh yeah. And we so we had like little, you know, that warm whiskey belly, and we I, th- I don't we didn't drink that much. We had like no, it wasn't. That. It was literally like to stay warm. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But and we were just trying to be safe because like the whole situation on top of that, like we we were probably fine, but we just wanted to be safe. Yeah, and so no one's. Like, no one else, it was only me and me and Will that drank. But, um, yeah, so Gnomes is, is driving. She had a sleeping pill, 
and she took him a lot, so I wasn't too worried. Like she was fine, mm-hmm. but still, we were like, we had no music. Like we just like we're like stay focused. Mm-hmm. We finally got on the main road, and I think halfway there, like Jenna started driving because Dom's was just too tired. Um, okay, but I gotta point out go on, while, while this was all going on, as we were like, so it's like three miles or so onto the dirt road and the rocks. But then you take a turn and you're on the main road mm-hmm. again. As we were like kind of getting it in, maybe we were just on the main road or something. Riker like puts on riders on the storm. Oh my lord! Badass no, was, I was, yeah. that, was, that was like at, even though it was a bunch of shit, like that was pretty badass. It was so funny, dude. Like, it's like, mm. just like riders on the storm. Like it was so good because I just remember it was so good. I, I always sing that with uh, Shay and the boys because we would play that song when like we were in deep into like studying physics or something mm-hmm. it was like super it initiates though so we always <laughs> played it in like super tense and like high stress like time so we're like okay well let's do it again yeah. and we were in a storm we were riding we were so, the riders exactly we were the riders so yeah we were literally riders and i was just like it's perfect timing so, so we come out so nick moss like you were saying earlier i was having a bad day yes and it even gets more worse so <laughs> <laughs> sorry this is a huge tangent but we're already this far um, Tell me this. Okay, so we, uh, okay, yeah, so storms, boom, hammering, we're all packed up, we're on the way out, so, you know, we're looking good. We're like, okay, so are we going to drive home right now? No, not, because people are really tired, so what are we going to do? We're going to pull over, try to find a hotel. We can all split a hotel. We weren't going to drive home, though, because of the spare. Yeah, no, remember? we were wondering where are we going to drive to, like, uh, you know, closest town, like two hours or something. But we were even wondering about the spare. But anyway, we'll get that later. So we're, we're like, okay, let's get some rest, right? So we pull in. Once we get to the town of Escalante, we're like, let's find a hotel, right? Anybody hotel? No, no 24-hour hotel. It was, only, it was only like 1230, right? Yeah, it wasn't too late. But yeah. it was still like kind of the middle of the night. No hotel. We're like, all right, you know, fuck me. So we go into the parking lot, this random parking lot, and there's five people in five seats and we all try and sleep the night and like sleeping upright in a car we couldn't lay the seats back we couldn't lay on like the seat like no we literally had to sit like we're in school and yeah we couldn't like go outside and like put a pad down or anything because because the rain had even picked up more like we're talking lightning thunder rain all night okay so we get through that with you know like anybody be lucky if they got an hour sleep there we got through that, and then in the morning, we go get ourselves situated, like get some breakfast, go get the tire. There was a spot in town, so that was clutch. We were, so we're like good to go then. <laughs> it started like golf ball size hailing. Oh my god, I remember. So we're waiting in this gas station right next to the mechanic, and they're changing at the moment. And me and Gnomes are like in the me- and the mechanic guy was like not having it that day. I don't know what it was, but he mm-hmm. was just not happy. And yeah, so this hail starts literally got like denting car stuff so we were lucky that the car was in the uh, garage <laughs> like in the mechanic's garage when this was happening but yeah we're just like are you fucking kidding me and i'm pretty sure a few times throughout the process or like the whole thing we're like who's good like we didn't say it but like everyone was like it was gonna get worse yeah it could get worse like deal with it and when we were sleeping in that car and like everyone was like half awake and asleep like I I don't think I got like more than thirty sec thirty minutes of sleep. Yeah. And um, I remember it was so hot, but it was raining, and and just just 
a gnarly storm outside. So I tried to roll down the window a little bit so we could breathe. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty hard. So, like, I, my shoulder was soaked. And I remember just being, like, yeah, we pulled an all-nighter. Like, we, we, oh, yeah. We pulled an all-nighter. There's no and then drove six hours back the next morning. Yeah. And this is all coming. This is all starting from going into Escalante after a night of, like, decent partying and being dehydrated. Just, like... Just the longest day. Yeah, but anyway, there you go. That's the last um, on the series of unfortunate events that happened at that hail, and then we were on the clear. But anyway, yeah, you can't get worse. Yep, yep. Oh, it sounds like a bad day. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> but but that's the end. All I haven't, I can't, I can't even match that with my experience of opposite weather. <laughs> well, okay, but what was your hypothermia? Well, it was football practice, and so last year. And it had snowed the night before, so the field was covered in ice and snow. Yeah. And they didn't really plow it. They kind of plowed it, so it was like a little bit. But my dumbass only brought like this, no pants. So I was in like socks and like like a girdle and like my knee pads and like the whatever, the pants. Mm-hmm. And all I had was like my uh, gloves. And that's it. And it was five degrees. Oh, and there were like icicles forming from my face mask. And it was like really bad. Did you get like physical hypothermia? Yeah, it's like I, I can't move. Like I figured it out when we were doing warm ups, and it was just like I was catching the ball, and it hurt so bad. It's like I can't move my hands. How can I play? Because so I've got like numbingly cold, but I never knew if it was like actually hypothermia. Like I started to feel like hot. It was it got okay. That's I was just about to say because yeah. I heard people like get like reversed. Like they it's get like, so cold that they feel hot, right? Yeah, I don't know how I did. Um, how I took all my pads and everything off because I, I was like, hey. <laughs> That's insane. We've had a few, like, okay, lacrosse throughout the years, we had many practices in the snow. Very similar, like, it's Park City sports, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a few practices this season for rugby, actually, that was, it was really cold, but the way it worked was, like, we were all wearing sweats and stuff. We got super warmed up, and then we started, like, tackling, and everyone warmed up. So that was, like, fine. But my most recent experience with hypothermic, I don't know, it's like, I guess just like that feeling. Me, so, okay, about the, hmm, what was it? The last weekend we were at the U, before they mm-hmm. sent us home, um, we were trying to get out and climb with Tyler and Jaxter. Outside? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Tyler, Jaxter, Christian, and Finn came, and I was with them for the first day. Um, or I guess I'll just talk about the second day because it's more interesting. So basically, everyone's with us except for Christian. So Finn, Jack, Tyler. Uh, we go up to this area and we're in Little Cottonwood, which is primarily. I never climbed there. I heard it's like granite. It's all granite. It's all slopers and tiny, tiny crimps. Dang. And so that means all your foot, whatever you're using for your feet, you're smearing, which means you're just using the surface of like the balls of your feet, you know, like that front part. Mm-hmm. And you're putting most of your weight on those. Yeah. You know? Um, so first the approach is like a 30 minute approach. You like hike through regular trail, then you like scramble up like these giant boulders, huge boulders. And we get up there and we're going and again, we're going at like three o'clock. We're in the shade. And of course we picked a weekend in which it's, it's 30 degrees or lower, it's like yeah. t- maybe 25 and climbing's fun in like maybe like fifties to sixties cause the rock's nice and chilly for your hands, you know? So we're getting up there, we do a few climbs, um, we got Finn on the wall, which was nice, but yeah, you get on the wall and your hands are just completely numb. So I was leading this one 
this one climb, and I haven't leaded in a long time, so I was like a little nervous. But usually, was it um, like later in the day? Was it getting darker? It was the last climb, so it was super dark. I was pressed for time, you know, mm-hmm. and so first climb, I'm like been sitting around all day. So I try to warm up, get my feet going. I got like a bunch of draws like weighing me down a little bit. So I clipped. Finally, like got a few clips in, you know, like it was just super pretty sketchy climbs. Like it, like I'm. I don't know. It was just really sketching. So I'm going to get this fourth clip. And there was a really long run out. So I'm like about to clip this this one. And when I'm lead climbing, I either know that I can do it or I know that I can't. I've mm-hmm. never been in the middle. And by this, okay, can't feel my toes. They're completely just So like, you're leaning more towards they know I can't. Like cannot. Yep. Cannot feel my hands. And I'm on a run out about 10 feet on this overhang. And Tyler, who's a... He's like 170, but I still have like a fair bit of, you know, I like 15 pounds on him. Yeah, true, as far, a, so as far as like a fall. Exactly. And so I was on that third, I think I clipped, I only clipped two at the time. And I was trying to clip that third. And so oh, shit. basically, yeah, you could touch. Yeah. So basically I was at the point where I had a 10 foot whipper ahead of me to where I probably would have decked. And Tyler was telling me like, I usually will just like wait, you know, or I'll you usually... can always tell them to take. So I couldn't hand. because I was on a ten foot run out and I hadn't clipped. Wait, what do you mean? So oh, the last you were in clip between. You were was in between. ten feet behind me. Oh, gotcha. And I'm like, I'm basically there's a crimp with my right hand. I'm pressuring with scary. my left hand, and my feet are just smeared on the wall. There's no foot placement. I'm just trying to like, like disperse my weight upon both my feet as much as possible. So I'm going. I can't feel my hands enough. And I don't know if you guys have ever felt like when your hands are super cold and you try to clench something, your tendons sometimes will seize. And it's like a big thing with climbers. Like, it can be real. Like, the surgery kind of shit, you know, like, actually bad. So, I remember, I was like, okay, I just need to go for this because there's no way I'm getting down. And I don't want to fucking deck. So, like, I'm here, I'm here. And then I kind of, like, matched over with my right hand. I know none of you can see this. But, (laughs) um, basically, I try to go for it. And I'm still holding here. Both my feet give out. Oop. Both my feet completely slip. Uh, so I still have that crimp with my right hand. Wait, are you holding just your hand? Yeah, Oop. it was my hand. So I go slip, but in the same time, I run my right hand as, as hard as I can. So you're hanging out with one hand at the time being. Basically, for like a short amount of time. And I slam my like left arm to get that pressure hold I had before. Oh. So I'm holding it like this. Jeez. And I had to get my feet back on. And I was just like, okay, fuck. And I never, Tyler was looking this whole time. He like, when he knew it was, I was like, might whip, like punt, you know, he was like, he had to look for places behind him to throw himself basically. Yeah. So then he could offset me whipping the rope and the rope stretching too, you know, like different things that would make Mm -hmm. me just hit. So he was like brainstorming and stuff like that. Like just like last minute, just Hail Mary. He's trying to be safe with everyone, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so basically I like looked to my left and I found a way to like just slowly down climb. It was still really sketchy, but slowly I down climbed to that top cliff, got laid down. Jackster of course zipped right up, zipped right down like he does. And we walked down. But yeah, my hands could not feel them for the rest of the yeah. day. I thought they were frostbite, like it was that bad. Um but that it was such a cool experience at the same time. Yeah, true. Um being that close, not like, okay, I don't want to be cheesy and say I was that close to change, but it was just no, I understand. that experience yeah. of of just being like... Well, those are always great experiences. Like, like, you have to do something about 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like you don't have them. If you do this, it's terrifying people are getting in the moment, hurt. but it's always yeah. a great experience. So that was my first time climbing and being like, "Fuck!" You know yeah. what I mean? Like it just like almost, but I never like panicked. Well, I never panicked out loud, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, but I try to keep it cool and just like get down. But it was moments like that where you just have like a lot of respect and like you're yeah. walking and you're just like. Whoa, <laughs> you know, yeah. you have that, like right. a feeling in your head, like that adrenaline just kind of wearing off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just like, whoa. Um, the closest I've had there on the climbing part, because I've only like climbed once outside. Yeah. And it was like a pretty um, chill climb because I got like, if I wasn't feeling it for a hot, there was like a good bit of ledges on it. Yeah. So like a nice rest points. And then, um, you know, if I wasn't feeling it for a sec, I'll just say, take hang out for a sec. Because it was my first time, I wanted to make sure I wasn't too pumped and I could just keep going. Because yeah. I got to work on focus on the clipping and all that, too. Yeah. But anyway, so like that one was pretty chill. But the one sketch part I had was that same sesh, that same day. But it was from a Blair perspective. Like, I was down on the ground, and Garrett was climbing up. Uh-huh. And he was, like, like the clips were, like, pretty far from each other. And he was, like, right in between it, like, a good, like halfway up the wall. And he fell, like, far. Like, we met, like, the same yeah. when we were in the gym, and we met each other eye to eye. It was that, but outside. So you fell off, or? He no, did? he fell, but I came up, and, like, uh-huh. he came up, like, That's crazy. like pretty close to the ground, and we were just, like, Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So it was scary. Yeah, no, that stuff is crazy. It's a crazy. Speaking of, um, not completely, but potentially near-death experiences, Nick Moss. Yeah, give us a little, you were thinking oh, about I mean, having one of those soon, right? I think there was one, and by the Camas Lake, I was almost drowned when I was like eight or something. Jeez. Jeez. That's, uh, there's one. It's probably more, but I can't remember. Wait, anymore. how did you almost drown? Uh, well, I, I just almost got taken out by the river. Like oh, the river shoot, current. Okay. I remember that we went to, uh... The Uintas you know, over the summer, mm-hmm. and when I just jumped into the lake, and I was like, it's so cold. I was like, fuck it, should I just give up and drown? I'm like, nope, no, no, nope, no, you can't. Yeah. It's like, it's so cold, I can't move. I was like, do I give up? I'm like, nah. Dude, so you know what I've been working on, speaking of it's so cold, nah, but you know what I've been working on lately is like, the Wim Hof type breathing. I remember, oh, yeah, I we, we, we talked about that. Yeah, we yeah. talked about him earlier on a podcast, but I've been, but it's different, I've been like, I've been trying to practice like, those breathing message, methods just to stay warm in cold environment. Yeah. And it totally works. It's so cool. Maybe I should do I that. Know, I don't necessarily, like, I don't know the exact breathing method, you know. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about him. Yeah. I've actually read a, a book um, about him. Oh, cool. But yeah, I learned that he was Dutch, and that got me much more interested, yep. just because I'm half Dutch. But regardless, I'm just like, I started like reading about him even more, and then now I... I mean, this is somewhat unrelated, but now, like, most of my showers are cold, which yeah, is no, just kind of nice. Like, I don't think it does really anything. It just, like, wakes me up more so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just a feeling. Yeah. Just a feel. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's a strength thing, too. Uh-huh. It's like that. I don't remember who was telling me this, but, like, you know when you, like, go to that water and you, and you like, flinch? Yeah. And But you get past that. Yeah. Just... So, basically, if you, like... If you do that every time, you're just making that even worse and worse and worse in your head, right? Like, the first time you touch that. Mm-hmm. So, it's best just to go straight in. Yeah. You know, until, like, the water. Yeah, so yeah, like exactly. Ease yourself, you know, like, mm-hmm. you just go straight in and get get going, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's just a process. I feel so, like has anyone in this 
um, ever done in this room ever done Kundalini yoga? Who won that? Kundalini no, yoga. probably not. English? Explain this Actually, concept. Like so it's a um, it's a practice of yoga. They use a lot of like breath work and like the body movements, like correlated the breath work, like like, like Tai example, Chi, like. You know, oh, okay. so um, but okay, so the breath work there is like really similar, if not probably the same, as the one that Ben Hoff was describing in a documentary I was watching, uh-huh. and when I do Kundalini, like I get way warmer, and so I'm like, oh, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I bet it just increases circulation to the body. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's most likely what it's about. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fire. I'll be like, I'll be like trying to okay. Yeah, I've been trying to, like, work on that at work. And, like, because I'm outside. And, like, it gets colder at night. And I'll, I'll start to get cold. And, like, I've been able to go with just, like, long sleeve shirt till like, 8 o'clock at night. Nice. And just, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. And the cider, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Whiskey cider. Oh, yeah. Damn. Mine got cold. Now it gets really sad. I don't want to drink anymore. Yeah, but... it's a bit sad when it gets cold. Yeah, it's really good, though. Um, okay, so for... For all you listeners of the soon to be unrecorded, recorded first Friday sessions, we got some fire mics up in this joint and we got some fire recording equipment, but it just decided to completely shit the bed, like I was saying. So mm-hmm. I'm going to work on that for next time. Next time we'll get it all ready to roll with some fire audio. But yeah. You can still enjoy this one. Yeah, we'll if, see how the audio quality If you is. can, enjoy it if you can. Yeah. And if it's uh if it's not great, maybe we'll put it in like the Patreon account, you know, yeah. and get big. Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> have Patreons and stuff like that, we'll uh, make that bonus content. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Nick Moss, one more thing I'd like to ask you guys. Um, you were talking about earlier before we started it, but when we should it should have been already started. It could just press like a magic start button. Because we were talking about some fire things. And one of those was you were talking about having a self induced near death experience. Ah, uh, that one t- with the with the uh, you went to trip. No, no, no. You were talking about having a self-induced one coming up. So you were saying you were, you wanted the, to try. I want maybe I wanted to like with the smoke the deems. Yeah, try that's what that. I'm saying. Because because you know why I said <laughs> that because for everyone that doesn't <laughs> because um because they say that natural endogenous DMT is released when you're dying. Yeah, I want to try that. Like I want to drip, yeah. drip the smoke, but. Like, I would like to do that, but I don't know if it's like... So you can just die. But yeah, yeah. Die. Well, yeah, let's give it a shot. I'll die. I'll die. <laughs> That's I a guess. rather bleak perspective. I, I understand that point, but it's a funny way of advertising. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll just die then. Do you ever feel too alive? Well, <laughs> Smoke this and you won't. Or, My buddy or do you, here. you ever feel not alive enough and then you just die and then you feel more... It alive. feels like a shitty infomercial for like perfect pancake or something like You're that. You're so bored that you want to die and come back to life again. <laughs> Well, Life getting you down. You want to just take a pause and die for about five to fifteen minutes. <laughs> we'll try DMT. It's amazing. It makes you feel like you're dead. Um, <laughs> the customer reviews. The numbers for that. It's like you order everything from McDonald's and eat it in one night. <laughs> That's what it does. What kind of question we got? There? Oh, now we got a. This is the hard work we didn't come up with. This is the big time work right here. God damn. Hmm. Oh Give it a my lord! I ha- I've been thinking about this for a little while. Um, how should 
you know college football teams that have the same like mascot like the Tigers, Auburn, LSU, Clemson. Wait, they all have tigers? Yeah, they're all uh, Auburn Tigers, okay. LSU Tigers, Clemson Tigers. Okay. How do you feel about this concept I made up called the Clone Bowl? Where all these teams play each other for the right to keep their mascot and the others have to the losers have to change their names. To be discussed. Have a proxy month Have a great day. Bye. Bitch.